Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Bolder. Uh, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, we've dug in pretty hard on consistency and uh, don't fret. We won't talk about consistency uh, for another week here, but what we will talk about is the natural progression from consistency into accountability. And I will be the first person to say that accountability is sort of like the annoying little kid sister of consistency that sort of have to drag around if we're being consistent because we have to be tracking what it is that we're doing. And more importantly, we need to be honest about it and we need to own it when we're maybe not doing the best that we could do. Um, and on the flip of it, we should own it when we have done the best that we can do because I see a lot of people shy away from maybe taking accountability on things when they knocked it out of the park and they knocked the cover off the ball. And if someone else is trying to take credit for the things that you've done, or maybe they have a propensity to try to do so, you earned it, take credit for it, be fiercely accountable in both the things that you do and the things that you didn't maybe do. So this week, we're going to chat about accountability, not just for ourselves, but for holding others accountable around us. And I will say this, right? Accountability is hard. Holding ourselves accountable is hard. Holding others accountable is hard. But staying where we are right now, dealing with maybe nonsense or wanting to things to change or wanting to move forward in some way, it doesn't get there unless we push through the hard. So ultimately you're just choosing your hard. You can stay in the existing hard or you can try a new hard. Either way, we are thinking about accountability that way. So let's get into it this week on Be Boulder. We're going to talk about accountability in two distinct buckets this week. One is accountability for ourselves. We have to own that, take that, and keep it and hold it fiercely. And two, we're going to talk about holding some other folks accountable for things that maybe they didn't do properly, appropriately, whatever, and what maybe that looks like and the opportunities that that can provide us. Notice I said opportunities, it is not a burden, it is an opportunity to sort of help some people find a different way and a different path. So, okay, personal accountability, I get it. It's freaking hard. I understand it's hard enough to be consistent. It's hard enough to go to the gym five days a week and you are doing your best. And I get that. Uh, but the thing is, we actually do need to try to do our best, whatever our best is on that given day. Okay. And so I understand that we get busy, we get tired, we get distracted. And hell, even I get lazy. We all get lazy. I get it. I get it. But if we want to achieve the things that we're saying we need to achieve, we need to hold ourselves fiercely accountable to the goals that we're trying to achieve. And so, yes, showing up every day to do the thing or things that you need to do to achieve your goals are important, but holding yourself accountable and pushing yourself to do the best that you can do on that given day, also incredibly important, okay? Because if you're just going through the motions, you're only going to achieve what you're going to achieve, right? So now we see why accountability might be the annoying little sister of consistency, because you're like, man, I thought I just had to show up. Now I have to show up and I have to give the best that I can give that day, whatever that is. 
oh, got hard. <laughs> so accountability is a little bit more subtle, I think, than um, we like to think about, right? It's not just doing the thing that we need to do every day. It's doing the thing in the best way that we can, like I've said, okay? And it's doing it the right way every day, even when no one else is looking, okay? So is this doing the extra reps at the gym? No one's looking, but it's the thing that might push you over the edge. It's maybe eating right. It's maybe going to therapy and not just going to therapy and showing up, which I do recognize is very, very hard some days. And maybe some days the biggest part of the challenge, get it. But we also have to try to do the best that we can do that day. If we've shown up, if we brought ourselves, you're 90% of the way there. The extra 10% now, that's where we're really going to see the difference in the differential. It's holding yourself accountable to see you know, what the next steps can bring, what layers we can pull back. So great example was therapy. You know, are you going and actually showing up and putting out the best effort that you can give that day, which could be just opening up a little bit. I hear it. Okay. Secondarily, maybe we are trying to lose weight. We're going to the gym and we showed up. I get it. That's a big part of the step in the process. But did we actually apply effort in doing our workout that day? Or did we just uh, wander around and uh, wink at some folks that maybe we thought were showing us a little something, something that day? Uh, so we have to make sure that we are actually putting the effort in. And a lot of times I see this when people are maybe trying to eat better and they're not holding themselves accountable. They're saying, well, I ate consistently, you know, I was pretty consistent about it for, you know, seven days. I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. Well, were you honest and accountable to yourself about the things? Like when you, if you were tracking your macros, depending if you do that, was that cheeseburger really, you know, made with 93% lean beef or was it made with 85% lean beef? Because those are going to be fundamentally different things. And you're just hurting yourself when you're not being accountable to yourself. And if you lead teams, Ultimately, you're also going to be hurting those teams in a couple of ways. One, you know, you're not doing the thing that you need to do in the best way that you can do it for that team. But two, you're also showing that team like, hell, maybe we don't need to do our best. We can just do. And that sort of sets a tone and a standard. And it's probably not, if you're listening to this podcast, this is not the standard or the tone that you're looking for, right? So I get it. It's tough. The next part of that and sort of leaning into that is you've really got to own your shit, okay? And that means fierce accountability for the things that you do really right and the things that you do really wrong. Like I said at the onset here, we have to take fierce accountability and ownership of the things that we do really, really right. Why shouldn't we? If we worked really hard to accomplish something or achieve something or get something done or we beat a deadline, whatever the case is going to be, don't you want to take credit for that? Don't you want people to know, and I'm not saying in a braggadocious way, but don't you want people to know that you did the thing? Because I guarantee you there are people who are going to be real quick on the trigger to try to take credit for the thing that you did. Now, that'll happen in more toxic environments, and, and maybe you have a great environment, but there's been a time or two in my past where I've done something, beat a deadline, accomplished a goal that everybody said, there's no freaking way that that can happen. 
I did it. And then someone else on the team tried to take credit for it. And like, that is not okay. Okay. And so, um, you know, even if you're the leader and it's one of your teammates who did the thing and you're all rolling things up to achieve one big, hairy, audacious goal, each person is achieving their own goal, right? To include you, if maybe you're one of the people reporting up. And so you should own that goal that you achieved and you're part of the bigger picture. And sure, that manager, team member, CEO, whatever, can take credit for that thing that the big, hairy, audacious goal, but should also be given credit where credit is due. And so I think people get lost in that sometimes. And it is okay to say, I did this. I accomplished this. Like, hell yeah, go me. Okay, that's part of accountability. And so I wanted to start with that because I think it's the easier, more pleasant thing to think about because here's where I'm going to get a little bit more real. Um, you know, sometimes when we're thinking about accountability, we need to own the things that we didn't do well. And we need to own them honestly, openly, and fiercely. Because I will tell you, people are so quick, and particularly in, in my industries, legal and finance, people are real quick to try to say, oh, that wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It was so-and-so. And they do the blame game because they're so worried about not being enough or people not trusting them or whatever. But, you know, Here's the pro tip. If you are, if you did do something wrong and you own it honestly, openly, fiercely, and you say, look, that was on me. I screwed up that pick a thing. I missed the deadline. I didn't understand what you were asking me to accomplish. Let me go back and let me fix it. I've got this. And then you fix it. <laughs> That's, and then you, no matter who's watching, right? Cause maybe the, maybe you screwed something up so bad, client, person, whatever is gonna leave. You know, they say, I don't wanna work with that business anymore because they didn't, you know, process my mortgage application on time. I don't know, okay? The next time you do it and you fix the problem, regardless of who's watching, that's holding yourself accountable. You've owned it, you're open about it, and then you fixed it moving forward and you didn't make the same mistake again. That's accountability, okay? I, I see a lot of people who wanna point and say, well, this is wrong and you did this wrong and you did that wrong, and they can't take accountability for either their team or their own personal actions. And here's the thing, those are the worst types of leaders that you can possibly have. If someone is always going to blame the people on the team below them for every single thing that goes wrong. That is not an environment that's helpful to you and you need to get out yesterday. Second, if you are um, you know, constantly being blamed, that's gonna be a fight that you're just gonna be ever present fighting. And how fair is that to you? You can't get ahead if you're constantly worried about whether the person above you isn't you know, taking blame. And then if I'm going to go one step further, the person who should be taking the most ownership, extreme ownership, if you want to quote Jocko Willick and his, his book, Extreme Ownership, is that the leader is the person who owns all of those problems. It's not pointing down and saying so-and-so didn't do this or so-and-so didn't do that or whatever the case is going to be. No, they should say, I didn't manage my team and the expectations appropriately and how do we fix it? That's extreme ownership. That's accountability. If you are running your own business, thinking of running your own business, wanting to get to that next level in your career, 
these are the things that you need to do. And I hope and pray you're doing it in an environment that allows you to fail and allows you to correct your mistakes. We all make them. No one is perfect as much as we love to try to be, okay? It's not real. So what is real is when you do make a mistake, you own it, you're open about it, you're direct about it, and then you fix it, period, okay? Now, when I say that, I, I say that because consistently, consistency, excuse me, consistency and accountability when linked together in this way where you're incredibly consistent and you're fiercely accountable creates this output of just absolute wild unstoppability, okay? Because think about it, you're consistent, you're consistent, you hit a roadblock, you're honest, you're open, you're direct about it, you pivot, overused word, I get it, you pivot onto the next thing, you course correct and you go and you go and you go, Think about how much farther and how much faster you're going to get there if you're just doing those things. It seems like basic blocking and tackling, but I'm doing an entire set of this podcast on this because I will tell you a solid 75% of the time when I'm watching people in their business and entrepreneurs or lawyers or financers or whomever is going to be, they are the ones who a lot of times won't be consistent and more importantly, won't be accountable. And so when they don't have that, they are prone to failure, absent some wild good luck. <laughs> but we can't always rely on good luck. What we should make is our own luck. So now I, I do have to now spin this into, yes, we have to be accountable for ourselves. You got it. I'm going to beat a dead horse. But the other thing that we need to do is we need to hold other people accountable too, whether it's in our organization, in our home, in, you know, startup that we're starting, teammates, partners, whatever. I don't care. We need to hold other people accountable too. Now, it's not lost on me that today's episode, this episode, uh, initially is going to be airing on International Women's Day. Now, before I lose you, this isn't going to be some rah rah sis boom like women only, screw men. No. If you know me, I am a diversity purist. That means men, women, gender neutral, um, every race, ethnicity, religion, all of it. When we're thinking about diversity, all of those voices have to be at the table for me, okay? So you cannot have genuine diversity if you don't have every single voice being heard, okay? So the reason I say this is because I was recently part of a conversation and I was very lucky to be part of this conversation where we began chatting about, well, how do we, when we hear something, um, you know, that gets said or an action that gets taken that's offensive, it's off-putting, it's off-color, you know, whatever the case is going to be, how do we solve for that, you know, in the moment or help a person course correct? Because a lot of times if we don't know that we're making a mistake or someone doesn't know that they're saying or doing something, I hate to use the word ignorance because that has a, such a horrible connotation a lot of times, but it's true. Like if people don't know, they don't know. And if you don't correct them, they're still going to keep making the same mistake, right? Because we teach people through our interactions with them, how to interact with us and how, what kind of behavior is acceptable or not acceptable. So we started with, well, how do we have a conversation holding people accountable for their actions and their words? 
And someone actually said on the panel, it was beautiful. They said, look, we have a culture of begin with an assumption that someone has positive intent. And I will say, you know, a majority, certain majority of the time, the parties saying something, be it offensive, off color, off putting, more often than not, they're going to, they're coming from a place where they're not actually trying to be offensive to you. But what came out was incredibly offensive. And so what we do there is we assume a positive intent, but then we still have a discussion with that person and say, hey, the way that you said that made me or whomever feel a certain way. Do you understand that? Here's a suggestion for maybe rephrasing it because I know you didn't intend to say it in this way or be hurtful or be harmful. And I would tell you a super majority of the time that is going to help the situation. One, you're starting from a place of positivity. You're not coming in hot, okay? You are starting from a place of meeting them where they are and then helping to take someone to the next level and, and helping to develop their skills, broaden their mindset, etc. Okay, now I hear some of you in your heads going, well, why is it my burden to say to someone, that they shouldn't be doing these things or they shouldn't be saying these things. And I, I hear you because it can very much feel that way. I get it. <laughs> um, but where we have to go is we have to flip the script on ourselves in that scenario. And we can say to ourselves, look at this opportunity to help educate someone so that they don't make this mistake again and it makes other people's lives, be it mine or people in the future's lives, better. Why wouldn't we want to do that? Now, stay with me. <laughs> I get that some people are also going to say things that even though we meet them with a positive intent and we try to offer them tools to course correct and they just say, hey, look, um, I said what I said. I meant what I meant. And I meant it the way that I said it. Those are people who are toxic. and we're probably not going to cross and solve and rebuild that bridge in a day, okay? Um, you know, if that's the scenario and you're in a situation, if that's in, within your company that you run, you have to think about culturally whether that fits for you and hold those people accountable because it's your culture that you're building, okay? If you're within an organization and, you know, you have HR departments or whatever the case might be, that might be worth a discussion and worth having saying, look, you have some cultural concerns. Here's what unfolded. What should we do about it? Um, but again, if we don't speak up and we don't change or let people know that their behavior was offensive, off-putting, off-color, whatever the case might be, how do they know to change it? And if you don't say anything to let them know, a lot of times they just keep repeating it because they thought that that statement was okay. You know, um, and, and a lot of times it's just not. And so unless we tell folks that it's not, they are not going to change their behavior. And so that is why I say we need to hold people fiercely accountable because it is just as much our responsibility to help them down a better pathway as it is theirs to course correct the things that they maybe have been misstepping or misdoing. So now I... Would be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention in our book club, we have two books. We have the one by Catherine May Wintering, and we have the one by Alex Harrow, 10,000 Doors of January. 
in the former, you know, one of the things we think about there and the reason we picked that book for, for this cycle was because, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable and take care of you and worry about you and hold yourself to those standards each and every day to take care of yourself. And if you don't, there's some, there's some outcomes that could be pretty dangerous from that. So we challenge you to think about that if you're, if you're going along and reading here. Secondarily, in Harold's book, you know, in that tale, the protagonist has to hold some, some folks fiercely accountable for their actions. And, and that's really hard in both directions. It is hard to hold ourselves accountable personally, and it's hard to hold some others accountable also because both of those come with their own set of challenges and frustrations and burdens, but also opportunities. And so I challenge you always to think about, yes, this maybe is painful and I'm, I'm not loving it, but it is an opportunity to improve yourself or to help others improve themselves and ultimately the workplace or the society around us. So I will ask you, you know, if you're thinking about that, isn't that what you in fact want to do? Is that the world, environment, workplace, society that you want to create where you're, you're improving yourself and you're helping others improve themselves for the benefit of not just you, but your future loved ones too. I'll challenge you to think about that. So I'll leave you with that this week, uh, but I do challenge you to ponder, You know, are you really holding yourself accountable? Are you taking that fierce ownership of things and are you course correcting when you make a mistake or are you blaming it on other people? And sometimes we don't like the answer that we have to give ourselves in a moment of quiet. So <laughs> I'll challenge you to think about that challenge you to think about whether you've held folks around you accountable and uh, you know if there's things that you want to think about there or ways that you can improve your behavior to help others improve theirs I challenge you to think about that too so with that have a great week and thanks for listening as always don't forget don't just be bold be bolder Thanks for tuning in this week and every week. If you haven't yet, subscribe and leave us a review. You can follow Be Boulder and myself on Insta at Be Boulder Cast and me personally at legally underscore limbs. You can watch this episode on YouTube and subscribe to our new companion newsletter, Be Boulder Bibliosofts, in the show notes. We'll see you back here next Tuesday.